0: MLM Nation, episode 389. We have a saying, start in their world and introduce them to your world, but you got to start where they are.
1: If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to
0: MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chas. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners.
1: ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. People call me the Oprah of MLM. And I am fired up today to bring a special guest, 30-year veteran, someone I've been following for a while, Doug Fireball. Hey, Doug, are you ready to make it happen? I am so ready. It's crazy.
0: Yes, Absolutely.
1: Doug Fireball has been an ML for over 30 years. He co-built an organization of over 80,000 people and has produced over a billion in sales volume. Doug has been training and consulting for the past 16 years, and he has trained in over 16 countries and over 1 million people. So Doug, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but take us back 30 years ago. How did you get introduced to network marketing?
0: I was working out in a gym and somebody gave me a, remember those VHS cassettes back in 86, I believe. And they said, you watch this. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. So I watched it and was totally blown away, but was really skeptical. And that's when I decided, well, maybe I need to take a closer look. And so I went to a meeting the traditional way that you did it back in the eighties. And uh, it changed my life. So I got involved. And from that point forward, that's all I've ever done. Mm.
1: Um, you said you were initially skeptical and then you changed. Why did you ch- how did you change?
0: Well, two reasons. Number one, the way that I was approached was totally wrong to be perfectly blunt. Uh, I was is almost felt kind of scammy. But on the flip side of it, there were a lot of things that he was saying that seemed go- too good to be true. And the reason why it's too good to be true is because I had never been exposed to any type of language like that before. And uh, once I figured it out, I was like, let's roll with this thing.
1: Hmm. So once you start rolling, how did you do How how was your first couple of weeks like?
0: Miserable. (laughs) It wasn't very good at all. As a matter of fact, I think it was the first 50, 60-some people I talked to, they said no, weren't interested. And I didn't understand why. Uh, it didn't make any sense to me, but finally I got my first yes. And uh, Jordan Adler has a similar story, but his is a whole lot worse than mine. But uh, first couple of weeks, two, three, four weeks was not very good. After that, it it started catching fire. So you said
1: fifty to sixty people like uh, were not interested. Why did you? Uh, how come you didn't quit? Why did you keep going?
0: Well, I figured that if this guy that I know was making five, six, seven thousand a month part time, surely something was working. So I just figured it was. We had to figure it out.
1: So what did you figure it out? What, what was the turning point where you start having success? Three things.
0: Number one, uh, I was approaching people all wrong because I was approaching them like he approached me, and that wasn't working. So we changed our approach. Number two. We had tools that were ineffective, so what we did is we ditched the tools, and we just started doing it face-to-face or over the phone, and number three, I found out it was all about leadership, and from that standpoint, that's when we started leading people into the business, not necessarily trying to pull them into the business, and that made a huge difference.
1: So what is the difference, for those who don't know? What do you mean by leading as opposed to pulling people into the
0: business? You're a good interviewer. Uh, Pulling people is convincing, manipulating, uh, doing it for your reasons, not theirs. And on the flip side of it, leading people into it is realistically giving them a reason to take a look at something, giving them a reason to trust you and to build a relationship with you if you don't know them, and then helping them make the decision that's right for them, not just slam them and close them like I was. Hmm. I gave them a choice. I said, this may or may not be for you, but let's take a look and see, see what happens.
1: So you give them a way out. They, they,
0: they yeah, may always. Not be for you We call it an exit strategy. One of the most important strategies about recruiting is always giving them an exit strategy and say, hey, here's the, here's the door. If you want to go, go. Obviously, if you do, uh, what you're going to miss is is incredible, but it is what it is. So uh, you had mentioned the wrong approach
1: uh, one or two times, right? So what is the wrong approach? In your definition, what is the wrong approach for those who may be doing this right now?
0: Talking about all the money that you can make, talking about all of the millions and and the yachts and the cars and the uh, the Bentleys and everything else, people, for the most part, today, what they're looking for, you know this, Simon, I don't have to tell you, What they're looking for today is not a Bentley, not a yacht. They can grow, grow into that. But what they're looking for is something that can bring value and improve their life. And the moment that we figured out that the only way they will, to be honest, the only way they'll see value in you is you've got to become invaluable to them. And that's why that you, instead of recruiting, what we went into is problem solve. What problems do you have? What is it that you truly want to happen in your life? And my favorite question, I always ask, if there was one thing you could change in your life for the better, what would it be? And they just told me pretty much if they were recruitable, everything I needed to recruit.
1: Hmm. Great question. If there's one thing you can change in your life, what would it be? Uh, Really good question. M.I. Nation, write that down. Um, Doug, let's talk about um, what was a major turning point? So you kind of got this. uh, When did you really get momentum growing grow your business when you you kind of maybe it's like a moment where you, you knew that hey I can do this I'm gonna be really good at this
0: the moment that I recruited a guy named John and I don't want to give his last name but I recruited a guy named John and he looked at me and he says this is what I've been looking for and the light went on and on you mean people are out there looking for me mm-hmm. and when I realized that there were people that were looking for this that was one of the single greatest turning points because I realized I had to find them it made it immensely easier knowing that the only thing I had to do was go through the cards, shuffle the deck, and then find the aces.
1: Find the aces. De- definitely. So, um, during the finding aces, let's talk a about team building and duplication. Now, you've mm-hmm. built big teams throughout the world, and you're, you're a professional trainer. You've been doing the consulting for the last 16 years. Uh, mm-hmm. What advice can you give our listeners and viewers about duplication and team building?
0: Well, two things. Number one, uh, duplication is is some people say, this is how I teach it. The what basically is what you do. The how is how you do it. But to duplicate it, you got to multiply. And to multiply it, that means that you really haven't duplicated, Simon. and, And you know this, I don't have to tell you, if you're not at least four or five deep. Duplication is a depth thing, not necessarily just a results thing. You want to duplicate the results, and there's no doubt about it. You want to duplicate the activity, there's no doubt about it. But until you multiply it down to four, five, six, seven, eight levels, then duplication really truly hasn't anchored. It's started to happen, but until duplication anchors, uh, the only thing you're going to have is just a lot of activity. You've got to anchor the leg. And the greatest way to do that is teach, obviously, teach John to teach Mary. To, and you do all the way down. I will reach down five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 deep just to make sure that the duplication is multiplying. But generally speaking, the, the rule of thumb for us, if it's at least not five or six levels deep, duplication has not taken place. It's only started.
1: So how do you make that duplication happen? What do you teach to get people duplicated as opposed to being stuck?
0: Well, there's a lot of people that teach systems. Uh, there's a lot of people that you have to have a system-based type of recruiting. And, and But me, I made it all about the product. The reason why was because it's I felt for me and, and for the team, which we had, we had some really great products. And what we did is we duplicated getting retail customers and then from there said – I want to talk to you about either how you can get yours for free, or I want to talk with you about helping your friends out. The key thing here is is understanding that your friends, just like you, generally will be open to a product. Some of them will not be open to a business. Now, the goal here is, is to get you going and get you out the door. And we found over the long term that most people were more comfortable with the product versus the business. But on the flip side of it, online, uh, most people focus on the business, business, income, income, business, business. Both will work. The question is, and and you've heard this before, what do you feel more comfortable with, leading with the business or leading with the product? Generally speaking, most people are more comfortable leading with the product than leading with the business unless you have that natural, innate leadership skill. Am I making sense?
1: Definitely. Absolutely. The... Um, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, this is actually my favorite question. For someone like you've been in the uh, profession for 30 years, what is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? <laughs> to the point that most, be- most people will quit, but you did it, and that's why you are where you are today.
0: Well, in 1993, there was a company called Quorum, and I was with a company uh, that had been around for quite some time, and they raided our organization and they took about eight or ten of our top leaders because the company i was with was going through a very difficult time and my mentor his name was ben johnson sat me down and said you've got a decision to make either you're going to let this define your business or you're going to let this refine your business and you're going to have to rebuild he says it's up to you it's a decision and the worst thing that really happened was was seeing all the friends that you thought were friends suddenly disappear and then come back in a different company going after people that you thought were were loyal and and it just kind of didn't go so well for about a year. We rebuilt and rebuilt it huge. But that one point where i realized because i I was never had experienced anything like this before that one point simon i realized this really is not fun you know
1: so why do you keep on doing
0: network marketing if it wasn't fun why did you stuck with this because i somebody believed in me ben kept saying douglas you can do this douglas you can do this He said, you you may be going through a tough time right now, but every entrepreneur, no matter what business you go through, and we call it, the path can get ugly. Building sometimes can get real ugly. Hmm. And you've got to know that up front, knowing that when it gets ugly, that's when you really have to start bearing down and understanding the rudiments and the basics of business itself. Restaurants have ugly periods. Real estate people have ugly periods. I mean, all the people that are entrepreneurial oriented, they go through some ugly times. Somebody believed enough in me that I felt like, well, I got to keep going.
1: Definitely. There are um, definitely ugly times. I think if someone hasn't been through an ugly time yet, they actually got lucky. Right, and sooner or later, I think they uh, stay in the business long enough, there will be ugly times. And I love the way you put it: uh, you're gonna define it or refine it, right? And it's a decision that you made, uh, and you made that decision, you rebuilt that business.
0: Yeah, we we were just too dumb to quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to put it. We just knew that it would work. We knew that we had something. The only problem was, is we built it wrong. The first time we spent more time telling the people how great we were versus telling them how great they were. Mm. And second time around rebuilding, we never mentioned anything. Didn't mention our paychecks, didn't mention squad. It was all about their paycheck. It was about their leadership, their superstars. And we just lifted them up as, as high as we could. Because I see it too many times online, people saying how great they are. We made that mistake. It's not about how great you are. It's how great your people are keeping the spotlight on them. One of the things in leadership that we teach is the real power of network marketing is behind the spotlight, not in front of the spotlight. Because the more that you can keep people in front of the spotlight, the more loyal they're going to be, the more connected they're going to be. And most importantly, they will get addicted to how they feel when they're around you, which is critical to this business, if you're ever going to be a true uh, rock star leader.
1: Fantastic advice. I love the the spotlight. You said the real power is behind the spotlight, not in front Mm -hmm. of the spotlight. And people do get addicted. We all have egos and prides. We get addicted to that tension. And a lot of times we stay in, not just for the money, but for the fulfillment, right? Mm Because we're definitely not getting enough fulfillment from schools and jobs. So network marketing provides that. (laughs) <laughs> hey, um, what would you consider, let's take, share another story, your proudest moment in network marketing?
0: You know, I, I thought about that, and I think it was the, the, the proudest moment that I ever had in network marketing is when we realized, and I don't pay much attention because we're, we're going all the time, but I had been so blessed by the Lord to work and coach with about 25 number one earners. And somebody brought that up to my attention, saying that, do you realize how many number one owners you've worked with and coached? And some of them started from scratch. Now, they themselves were phenomenal talents. They they had everything it took to succeed really, truly, massively in this business. It was just so humbling that you might have just a small little part of helping that be catalyzed. Am I making sense? Hmm. <sighs> Because knowing there's people out there doing extremely well that you're connected to and knowing that you gave them a little bit of advice maybe that helped them, you know, that's just something that money can't buy, Simon. I mean, same way with MLN Nation. You're doing almost identical, you know?
1: Um, Let me ask you, Doug, how have you seen the profession change since you got started?
0: Well, when I got started, there were dinosaurs roaming back in 86. And, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's gone technology wise, probably the biggest change. It's gone from what we had with faxes and, um, conference calls all the way now to just it's endless technology, especially with mobile and social media. Uh, I have seen not only technology change. I've also seen, um, a lot of people that wouldn't be interested maybe 20 years ago, are interested today, business owners, professionals, CPAs, attorneys, judges, politicians. A lot of people now see this as a true profession where maybe in the 90s and late 80s, they looked at it more as some kind of like a part-time thing. Am I making sense? Definitely. I mean, social media, uh, I think, was a game changer for network marketing because you are one of the most perfect examples of social media, Simon. You have literally, look, we're doing it Skype. This is on social media. It's changed the game. But I'm going to make a prediction. There are new social media platforms out there that nobody's even heard of yet that will be another game changer within the next five to seven years when it comes out. Right now, they're being developed. It will be radically shifting everything, and it will accelerate your ability to be able to recruit uh, even better.
1: So you see people more uh, definitely more yeah. open to network marketing than before.
0: Absolutely, I got friends. <laughs> I got a lot of friends that wouldn't even, you know, they would just sh- slam the phone down on me and stuff like that. And today, are top earners—not number one, but top earners with companies—because uh, I was persistent. I said, "Look, even if my company isn't for you, that's fine. Get in a company that you like, because this is a game changer." And uh, recently, I did a did a call with somebody on a training call, and. She said, how would you approach like an attorney or how would you approach this, that or the other? And I gave her just some scripts, just little simple things. And she followed up about a month or two later and said that out of the five people she called, three of the scripts worked, And they wouldn't consider it until they were approached in a manner that they connected to. That make sense? Yes. Yes. Because most people don't talk network marketing ease. They talk business. As far as business owners and professionals,
1: yeah, you got to communicate the prospect level of understanding at the level Absolutely. they can relate right to. We
0: have a we have a saying: start in their world and introduce them to your world. But you got to start where they are.
1: Good stuff. Start where they are. Start in their world and bring them into your world. Hey, you've worked with, uh, you know, like I said twenty five number one and top income earners. What are some of the habits they have? that a
0: lot of new distributors don't have? Uh, One of the young ladies I work with is number one for a skincare company. She had a habit of simply asking a question every day to everybody that she met that was a woman, uh, and the simple question. Uh, And the question was this. If there was one thing you could change about your skincare, what would it be? And she just asked that over and over and over and over and over and over and over. She had a habit of understanding that if she worked the numbers, the wor- numbers would work for her. And every single day, either by phone or by some format of other communication, she was asking women that today she's making over 400,000 a month, simply from asking question, asking question, just, just religiously asking questions about women. What is the one thing you'd love to change about your skincare?
1: Fantastic. Hey, um, we could talk on and on, but you're, you're so, I love talking to you because you're so concise and um, so dense in order to everything you share. Um, Here's some questions to really pick your brain. Okay. Uh, first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you?
0: Well, I got a biblical one and I got a regular one. And um, my biblical one is pretty simple. We become what we think about, or rather, as a man thinketh in his heart so is he. And then my favorite success quote is by Earl Nightingale, we become what we think about. It's it's based on that proverb scripture. And that's my favorite quote because it's true. Because most people, they don't understand their thoughts, basically are your GPS system for where you'll be in the next 90 days, six months. And uh, a lot of people teach that, but I just absolutely love that quote. We become what we think about, Earl Nightingale.
1: What is one habit? We're talking about habits. Uh, What is your habit? One of your habits that helped you become successful.
0: My goal to help people to come successful. I've always had this goal. My goal is to serve five people every single day. There's a saying that that about mid 90s, uh, we would promote pretty heavily, heavily don't try to become, don't try to accumulate a million dollars, try to serve a million customers. Hmm. And my goal has been every day, Simon, for almost 30 years to take five people every single day and see how I can serve them, whether it's on the phone, whether it's Zoom, whether it's Skype, whether it's whatever, because I knew that if I could get enough people that I served in a place that either they would help me or join me, uh, it, would, it would generally be really, it would work well. And that's the habit, I think, that more than anything else, because I wake up in the morning and I'll just I'll have a list and I'll check them off, you know, one, two, three, four, five. I've been done that for years because I really believe that we're here to serve. And I take I take that very seriously.
1: What's the best piece of advice you ever received?
0: It's not about you. Uh, well, that's probably the best piece of advice I ever felt or ever got. It's not about you, Fireball. He says it's about the masses. It's about how that you – again, the saying that we've always used is people won't see value, your true value for them until you become invaluable. And I believe that the more that you make – people, my mentor said you'll never build a million-dollar business – If you don't make people feel like a million dollars, you've got to bring value to their dreams. You've got to bring value to their time. You've got to bring value to every conversation. And the greatest way you can do that is put them in front of the spotlight. Every communication that you have, they should be the only person in your world at that moment you're talking to. And that is why that when somebody said, it's not about you, you know, often we, we think that we, we get into that, narcissistic it's all about me mode because you've had some great success but the moment you realize that there are people out there that that are probably a whole lot better at this than me you mm-hmm. kind of smile and go it is about them it really has not much to do with me Does that make sense definitely okay. hey what is
1: uh <laughs> do you have a favorite app or your favorite online resource like a dropbox or evernote that you could recommend
0: um, you know, it's interesting you ask that because we're really actually, I've, been, I've had a blog for ever since 2004. I haven't put anything on it probably in four or five years because we've been so busy doing other things. We stay busy with ministry, we stay busy with the multiple businesses dealing in, in the networking arena. Uh, probably if they want to get any information, it's passionfire.com. But we're getting ready to launch something in the coming month, maybe six, eight weeks, called Wealth Fuel, And that's gonna have an app to it. Uh, We have a lot of training on SoundCloud. A lot of audio training. Just look up Doug Fireball. There's probably 50 hours, at least, maybe 75 hours of training on there, and it's free. All you have to do is just download it and go. Hmm.
1: Is there any uh, cool apps or resources you use You haven't mentioned SoundCloud. Anything else?
0: Yeah, well, we use SoundCloud. My favorite is is Skype and Zoom because I like to see the person and I like the idea of being able to do it on a mobile because I do a lot of meetings on my phone. And uh, I like Dropbox. Dropbox has saved my honey more than once. (laughs) (laughs) And um, there's a lot of software out there that we use Uh, And particularly for landing pages and doing all that other stuff, Uh, lead pages we love. My favorite app, uh, probably for this business, uh, probably be – there's something called Rocket Recruiting. Ever heard heard of it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Eric. I love that app. It's a good app,
1: Rocket Recruiting. Hey, Doug, what is one book you could recommend to ML Nation?
0: Uh, There's only one book that I'd ever recommend to uh, MLN Nation. It's called The Leadership Challenge. Who's that by? Barry Posner, P-O-S-N-E-R, and Dennis Kuzner, K-O-U-Z-N-E-R. I started reading that back in the 90s. And The Leadership Challenge is purely a book on leadership. There's a lot of great leadership stuff out there. I mean, I've got probably got 300, 400 (laughs) books on leadership, but it's the best one I've seen for network marketing. It's not written about, they don't mention network marketing, but how it's laid out and how the whole book is done is amazing. And uh, I would recommend the Leadership Challenge because it will up your game about leadership, Simon, probably better than any book I've seen out there. There's a lot of great leadership books, don't get me wrong, but this one is a game changer for people. And I recommend people take the book and go chapter by chapter and do study groups with your people. The reason why is because it will change the game of their leadership and your leadership as well. It's, it's an unbelievable book. Great book. It's been out for about 20-some years. And, Doug, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yeah, man.
1: Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you're like an alien that went to another universe. Uh, but he spoke English. and you, But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch?
0: That means I've already got the product and I've already got – today, uh, well, if you're talking old school, I'm going to do old school new school. Old school, the first thing I would do is I'd start calling business owners. I would start just calling on them and asking them, how would you like – to increase your profits this year without changing much of what you do. Uh, I love the, the concept of asking them, do you have a contact base? Do you have Rolodex? Do you have a Rolodex? Back in the 90s, they had Rolodexes today that's in their phone. But you have a contact base. And most people say, most business owners say, well, sure I do. And I ask them, what percentage, honest percentage of that is is building you a revenue stream? And they'll say less than 3 or 4%. I, my question then is, if I could help you turn it into 15 or 20%, could we talk? I approached thousands of business owners with that. That's what I would personally do. Uh, I would talk with people that already had the business savvy, the skills, and the understanding, as well as the mindsets. All I would need is one or two. So most business owners and professionals have a vast network. And then online, the first thing I would do is I would take a look at the products I'm marketing and I would start looking for groups that would need the product, be open to the product, and I would make it all about the product. And then I'd talk to them about maybe getting, uh, helping me build this nationwide. Uh, The key thing here is, for me, I would start as somebody that does what we do. Makes phone calls, talks to people, markets, has the skill set already, as far as the one-on-one old school stuff, but online, I would find groups and I would find social media platforms that focus in on whatever benefits my products have, and I would start there with a video.
1: Awesome stuff! Hey, thank you so much, Doug. Uh, as we wrap up, any last words or advice, and then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you or access the great trainings and resources you have?
0: Uh, I'm on Facebook uh, or Instagram. Um. We, we're on everything, but basically those are the ones, because I'm, I I prefer that. Just, I like Instagram, I like Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and if resources, just passionfire.com, Wealth fuel will be out in the very near future. Uh, we've been working on that for quite some time, over a year. And uh, that's going to be something that currently what it is will not exist. It doesn't exist in the profession uh, as, to, as of today. It, it'll be different. Best piece of advice? Uh, well, I'll give you the best piece of advice somebody gave me. Quit listening to people that can help you get to where you want to go. Awesome. Uh, that's awesome. the greatest piece of advice anybody ever gave me. Quit listening to people that can't help you get to where you want to go.
1: ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you be been hanging out with Doug Fireball. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and just have Doug, D-O-U-G, at the search bar. The show notes and uh, links to Doug's resources and his contact info and all the nuggets of wisdom he shared will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in network marketing and in life, you must help others. So, Doug, thanks again for being invaluable, for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Doug, and God bless you.
0: God bless you. Honored to be here.
1: Hey, ML Nation, great show from Doug Fireball. Nick, you y'all love that name, Doug Fireball. Hey, definitely connect with him. Go to mlnation.net. Just search for Doug, D-O-U-G, and you'll see great, great stuff from a veteran, uh, MLM veteran there. So um, let's start with some the mistakes. There's a the wrong approach, right, different ways to go to business, like wrong approach of hyping it up. You can make a lot of money. You just trying to pull people into the business. Wrong way. Instead, what are the ways to get to invite properly so you don't lose friends? Is always give them an exit strategy, right? You help them make a decision, but it's their decision. Give them an exit strategy. Always give them a way out. If this is for you, maybe if this is not for you, right? If this is not if this is not for you, uh, let me know. So it may or may not be for you. Words like that always give people an exit strategy. Uh, also, this business is all about leadership. You're leading people into the business, not pulling right uh, not pulling people into the business uh, again wrong approach hyping things up showing something that can improve their life really care about people it's not about you it's about them focus on caring and giving and the, and the things the success will come to you right and you have to become invaluable you're a problem solver for people MLM, are you a problem solver are you a problem solver for people and you have to know that you're looking for the ace. This is what I've been looking for. You are looking for a specific type of person. Now, in terms of duplication, uh, duplication, I love it if he says it's four or five levels deep, right? Duplication, a minimum of four or five levels deep. Uh, that's how you really, really multiply. It's got to be system-based. It's got to be product, uh, emphasis on product as well. And you really got to teach it and find people. You got to reach down. If you find a leader, there's not just people you directly sponsor. It's anyone in your organization that is Doing anything, go ahead and reach out to them, work with them. Now, in terms of, uh, I love my favorite question is like the worst moment in your business. What's your worst moment? And I love what Doug said is like you let it define you or you refine yourself. You can let it define you or refine you, right? It's a decision. So we all go through challenges, You all go through tough times, but you should celebrate. Those are the moments that will refine you, make it stronger and better than ever, and know that it will get ugly. Okay, if you're going to push up and work and give everything that you got, it will get ugly, trust me I know, from my experience, it does get ugly but it will let you refine it, every, every time I think back where I am today, those big moments of growth, where I really learned in my aha moments, all came after uh, these moments these ugly moments now building it the right way in terms of leadership, great tip here is instead of telling how people how great you are, tell them how great they are, I love that tell people how great they are And keep the light on them, not the light on you, right? The power is behind the light, not being in the spotlight. That is the real power in network marketing. Great leadership there. Um, It's very exciting that Doug shared about um, there's more and more professionals interested in network marketing. The habits of top earners, you know, habits always constantly asking, inviting, exposing. If there's one thing you can change your life, what would it be? Just asking that question over and over and over again, right? If there's one thing you can change your life, what would it be? Right, that's an awesome question there. And when you communicate with prospects, you gotta communicate with the prospects at their level of understanding, right? Because you always start in two worlds. The, you're in your world, your business, your products, and the prospects in their world. And you gotta bring them into your world. You gotta bridge the gap, communicate at their level of understanding, share some commonality, and then bring them into your world. Uh, great habits, share with five people every day, right? five people every day to build your customer base invite and people won't see the true value in them until you become invaluable so bring value bring value to their dreams how can you serve and help people that is really about leadership serving serving and help people and uh, I love a million-dollar question. If you had to start over again, what would we do? He would reach out for business owners. I love this. This is one of really, really good stuff. Uh, you ask your contacts. How big is your Rolodex? How big is your contact database? And what percentage of your business comes from my Rolodex, from that database? And most businesses will say maybe 1% or 2%. And he would say, how would you like to increase that to 10 to 15%? That is so, so clever. I love that million-dollar question approach. And also, you know, communicating online, Facebook. Uh, look for people who start with who you are. What do you like to do? Well, what are the hobbies you have? you know who do you have in common with? Join those groups. It's easy to build real general relationships and you can build friends and you can take your business from there. So, Great show from Doug Fireball. Definitely connect with him. He's got really, really good stuff on his website, too. Just go to mlnation.net and uh, look for Doug. Search for Doug, D-O-U-G. You see the show notes page, the links, or the nuggets of wisdom, and the link to his uh, resources as well. Check them out. Hey, ML Nation, if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. This is Simon Jen, the Oprah of MLM. And remember, we're in the profession to help others, so go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.